Welcome to The Lex Factor, a lawfully good podcast where we'll brief you on the business of law so you can build a better practice and capture more billable hours. All right, guys, welcome back to The Lex Factor. It's your host, Lauren. Uh, Today we have a really big surprise for you. Brad is still demoted, and he is my official co-host. Yes, I made it. I'm so excited. This is number two. (laughs) CIO position is still open. Lauren, are you looking? Do you want to step into it? We'll talk to Scott about that later. Okay, will do. I have really high IT skills. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't go there, though. Okay. <laughs> I can't think of a good joke this morning. A good IT it's joke? Like, I don't know. I'm not. My brain isn't there. It's too early. It we'll is. get. We'll it's, get it. It's 830, by the way, so be happy you have an episode this week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, back to it. So today we have Regina Winchell with us. She is our digital marketing guru. Welcome, Regina. Welcome. Thank you, Lauren and Brad. Yeah. That's quite the title. That sounds interesting. I actually, that is one of the main topics today. So that is probably not your official title. No? Digital marketing guru? That is not my official title, no. Okay. But maybe it should be. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to create your own title, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. I know. I've never thought of that. Brad, you too. Ooh, that's that is a tough one. I know. I know. That is a tough one. That's definitely a curveball. I do, you know, now that you say digital marketing guru, though, I kind of want to run with that one. I know. I'm a little embarrassed to say, but growing up, my oh, big God. dream was to be a trash man for a long time. It Dumpster really was. diving, Brad. No, no, not that. But you get to ride on the back of a truck. Oh. I mean, that was kind of cool, right? Work outside. But no, I stepped into the IT field, which is uh, a little bit different. It is. But, they get uh, paid pretty well, though. The trash but man? But I think about it, like, now that I'm, now that I'm old... Um, I can't imagine, like, they really work hard. They do. Because it's, like, right now it's 100 degrees outside. I can't imagine doing that. Oh, yeah. The other day my my son ran outside to meet the garbage man and give him a Gatorade. Mm, Yes, he was very, very grateful. That's so cute. Do you guys have normal, like, garbage trucks out there? Do you have, like, a horse (laughs) and carriage? Horse and a carriage? (laughs) Out in the boonies where I live, uh, no, we take it uh, to the local stagecoach And set it on fire. (laughs) We just burn it in the back yard. No, yes, we have garbage men. That was a long way for them to drive. (laughs) You're killing me. I do like your new title, though, The Guru. Yeah, digital marketing guru. Mm -hmm. Running with it. (laughs) The DMG. Oh, okay. That's your new name, DMG. (laughs) You know, we, we mentioned this pretty much every episode, but I read an article, okay? It was from the 2019 ABA Legal Technology Survey Survey report. Survey. Survey report. (laughs) It was a survey report. It really was, not a survey report. It was okay. So according to the survey report, really the two leading channels for marketing across firms of all sizes are email and Facebook. And I think when people think digital marketing, that's pretty much what comes to mind, but there's so much more to it than that. So what all encompasses digital marketing? So digital marketing is definitely an interesting field. So it really encompasses any marketing that's online, um, you know, so that will include your search engine marketing, other social outlets, um, then not just Facebook, but you have to think about YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is definitely one of the outlets that's really up and coming as far as marketing and being able to, you know, come up with your target audience. And of course, your law firm's website is one of the biggest ways to really get out there online um, because you can create content, link back to your website when you are putting other posts out there. So 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, digital, it, it's new, but it's also just really c- comes back to just your traditional marketing. This, your goals are the same. You, you know, you want to make sure you're building relationships and representing your brand as best as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm biased to digital marketing. Um, <laughs> oh, <where> why? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's so, so great. No. I could go on forever how, you know, just the value of digital marketing. But one of the Typical things, guru. especially for law firms, it's the predictability of being able to target a specific audience. So you zero in on your demographics Ooh, and, like and you it. can, you know, even yeah. like what zero are their in. interests. And, right. and so those are things you can include in your, your digital marketing plan. Um, and each different outlet that you utilize, you know, really has different parameters that you're able to utilize. So that's why having a good mix of digital marketing, just like you would do with traditional marketing, yeah. is always our a good suggestion when you're Concepts coming up with your plan. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's actually yeah. a really good point. I'm not ready. I'm not ready, Brad. Yeah, just hold on. Okay. <laughs> no, do your so, follow-up question. I could feel it. This is going to be a good one. Go oh, yeah. So that's a great point. No. Um, no, I think a really good example, like if you look at family law, you could easily target online people who have children versus running a print ad or a billboard. You know, anybody is going to see that. Everybody's going to see that. But you may be wasting those dollars because it's not really targeting who your true target market is. So I think that's a really good call out that you made about digital. I do want to backtrack a little bit, too. In the beginning of your answer, you mentioned search engine marketing. Yes. Explain that a little bit for people. So with search engine marketing, what you're really doing is whether you're auditing your site or if you're um, if you use a third party to help you identify keywords that you know, your audience that you're targeting would Mm -hmm. potentially be looking up. So what you want to do is you want to bid on those words when it comes to to the search engine marketing um, and then utilize those keywords to really bring in your audience. So with search engines, you want to remain as relevant as possible. And so that's with ever-changing algorithms, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of a buzzword there, (laughs) the algorithms. (laughs) But, you know, you really do have to be on top of that on a daily, if not weekly basis. and make sure that, you know, are we, you know, bidding for the right keywords? Um, are there new keywords we can add to our library? You mm-hmm. know, depending on, you know, we're in the time of a pandemic. So are there a shift in keywords that we should be be looking for? Um, and that's not specific just to words, but phrases as well. Yeah. Um, and making sure that not only are you doing that from the search engine side, but making sure that when you do link back to your site, um, that there is that cohesive uh, expectation that would be there. Yeah, great. Thank you. So really it's just Googling or binging. Binging? <laughs> I didn't want them to feel like that. You, didn't want, you want to make Yoo-hooing. sure to cover all the... Yahooing. Yahooing? Chocolate Yahooing. <laughs> I do like yeah, a good Yahoo every now and then. I like a good Yoohoo. A Yoohoo. But, you yeah. know, it's Not a good a Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant, a Yoohoo. I, I do have a follow-up question as oh, well. So awesome. Yes. If you may, go yeah, ahead. If, if I may. <laughs> the uh, You had mentioned LinkedIn growing. Yes. Do you foresee that surpassing the Facebook and email as some of the top ways? Um, you know, I, I really see them as being collaborative. I don't know if it would necessarily surpass. Um, that is, you know, crystal balling. So, mm-hmm. you know, who, right. who really does know? You but, are the guru. <laughs> yes. Now, with my new title, whew, comes right. with some responsibilities. So much pressure. <laughs> I know. Um, but what I see, though, LinkedIn um, is still a newer platform. It's still a, a smaller community. And I think that the users on LinkedIn are still, you know, again, in my opinion, are still getting used to the platform. And then, oh, introduce marketing. And it's just, it's much more of a professional mm-hmm. landscape 
landscape. Whereas when it comes to email marketing and, and Facebook, you can be a little bit more casual. Um, you know, people are, they go there for all kinds of things, whether it's, you know, shopping, just stocking. to keep in touch with your, yeah, <laughs> keep in touch with your family, stocking, if you will. <laughs> um, and so I think that when you think about Facebook, it just can touch base on a wider range of topics. Whereas LinkedIn, you're just a little bit more narrowed in. Um, but the good thing is with the legal industry, you know, you're promoting professional services. And so when it comes to relationship building, I think LinkedIn is a really good place to start um, relationships and referral uh, building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm no guru, but I've worked <laughs> in a couple different industries. And I will say now that I've been in the legal industry for about a year, I'm actually surprised at how good of an outlet LinkedIn is for mm-hmm. the legal industry. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in retail, CPG, healthcare, it's just it wasn't the same. And I'm amazed at how much traffic and how much performance is going on within LinkedIn from, a, a you know, marketing standpoint. I'm seeing how a well lot more working. celebrities, too, on LinkedIn. Ooh, who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Looking for, well, you oh. know. He just recently posted about his new puppy on LinkedIn. And you follow him? Um, I Are you guys connected? We, Are you first connections? Or well, we're actually like related. Third? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Not at all. Um, yes, we're, we're just one jump away. I'm, I'm the actual Kevin Bacon of uh, LinkedIn. No yeah, way. Everybody's connected to me in one way or another. Huh. No, not at all. Can we play um, the game later? We could. No, it, he's not. But uh, uh, I was just looking at – actually, I was looking up legal information on hmm. LinkedIn to see how many uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and came he up? popped up yeah oh. um, so I'm not <laughs> maybe sure maybe we should have him on the show we should we should put out maybe we could do that can we do that guys get a call out <laughs> Arnold, Arnold are you are Arnold. you listening <laughs> yes my, my family is from Europe we're almost related well yeah that's very close <laughs> yeah but also if you think about it one no one's making movies right now, so you got to get he out there on time. LinkedIn. But two, I mean, who else from a celebrity standpoint could do it? Right. I mean, Matthew McConaughey, wasn't he? He was a lawyer in a movie. He was. So was Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise. Like, <laughs> if any Tom of you guys want to be on our show, we don't pay well, but yes. you could really. But you get to talk to us. Yeah, it would and be a lot of fun. That's absolutely. Which is priceless. So back to the uh, <laughs> question, digital yes. marketing questions with our digital marketing guru. Guru. <laughs> Speaking of the research that I was doing online with yes. LinkedIn, um, one of the things that I saw was 33% of legal consumers begin their search for a law firm by using online resources, and then 74% uh, actually use the website of the specific firm. Um, so search engine optimization, is that vital to a law firm's website? Is I mean, you were talking about that a little bit earlier with the algorithms, but uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe a lever. What? I was here, too, in that conversation. Yes, you were. You said me and you. Oh, did I? You did. I, I didn't mean to leave you out. <laughs> okay. Is the hosting position open? Did anybody <laughs> The co-host position is oh. open. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow. I just got let go. My <laughs> Boom. After that one. There's always these, you know, algorithms and then the acronyms and everything's kind of, um, you know, in the abyss of the digital marketing world. But with search engine optimization, it is similar to search engine marketing. So they do tie together, but there are definitely key differences. So you're using your SEO value of your site to, you know, that can contribute um, also to your search engine marketing. But really, I would say to answer your question, <laughs> yes, it's extremely vital to optimize your website, um, especially in the legal industry where you have a specific practice area, you want to make sure that you are targeting that specific area and making sure that you are seen as the expert in that field. So, you know, but with legal, you got to be wary about saying expert. So how do you prove that? So 
you do this by optimizing your website with content, videos, um, maybe even tutorials. So Mm -hmm. by adding this content to your site, what search engines are doing are scanning and crawling through your site and really evaluating if they see you as the relevant source for, you know, domestic uh, law or estate planning. So depending on what your area of expertise is, um, you know, the search engines are out there and and really kind of going through your stuff. So, um, you know, one of the things you can do is when you're creating content, making sure you get on a schedule to be constantly updating your site. Um, you never want um, your site to just sit there stale. Mm-hmm. So it's it's basically you know going through and making sure every single thing that's on that website is uh, is directing the search engines to your specialty. Yes. So that you can come up as that top leader in the industry or the top search or whatever it may be. Sure. So you have to relate those two things together as much as possible. That's as, correct. Mm-hmm. And But to go even a step further, when you're doing that, it's not just – oh, I wrote this great piece, and that will do it. You have to be putting, you know, catchy descriptions and titles and, and you know, going back to those keywords, so making sure you're planting those keywords throughout throughout your content. But also another um, thing that search engines like is when you're anchoring text within different pieces of content to other sites um, or even pages on your own site. But making sure you're creating that interactivity, um, mm-hmm. Google really likes that. Right. <laughs> Whatever Google do, wants. Dear or, Google. Or Bing. Right, or me, or you. Yeah. Or you. <laughs> or Yahoo. No, you. <laughs> but yeah, so if you if you learn that people are searching for family law attorney in St. Louis, try to work that copy into your website, right? Because you know people are looking for that. And the sleuths at Google and Yahoo and Yoohoo and Bing, they're they're looking for that kind of stuff to sure. direct people to your site. And let's not forget, too, yeah, directing people to your site is the goal. And so you're doing all this not only to impress the search engines, but also to impress the audience that the search engine is delivering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More so, importantly, yeah. <laughs> that is a good point. Not just, so, I'm yeah. trying to let just, us not forget the right. people at the end of it. Um, and you want to make sure, like, great, you got them to your site. But are do you have content out there that is explaining what they're looking for? Do they see value in you? Do they want to work with you? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's there's multiple stages of digital marketing. You have to kind of trick the system to direct people to your site to be able <laughs> to find you. But then once they find you, you need to make sure that they're engaged, that you have content and information that's helpful and educational, and it mirrors what the person is looking for. So that's where we really dive deeper into that content marketing. So really when it comes to content marketing, how can a firm develop and implement a good strategy? What all goes into that, um, what's necessary, what should you avoid? So with content marketing, I think that building out a schedule is definitely the number one thing you want to do. Okay, what kind of content do you want to have? Because if it's just like, we need content, that's just not what any planner wants to hear. So, you know, figure it out. What are, you know, if you even if you start with what are five key topics that we really should cover that our general audience needs to know? So, you know, start with the bones and the outline of what you're looking for. And then from there, you know, um, you building content and then getting yourself on some kind of schedule. Now, that being said, there's also timely matters. So building into your schedule, a timely matter might come up. Um, For example, if there's a change in the law in your particular practice area, you want to make sure that you write a piece on that 
change ASAP and then send that out to whether it's email, um, you know, on your social outlets and and really get that out to your general audience because one, it shows your audience, wow, they are on top of it. Mm-hmm. And then two, they know their stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just making sure, you, you know, you always have to kind of keep a pulse on that, um, but then have a little flexibility when, um, you know, the timely matters come up. Mm-hmm. Um, with law firms in particular, client alerts are definitely something that they're, they're not new. You see client alerts all the time, but it does make sense, you know, from a marketing standpoint, when you look at it, you're like, oh, that's so great to, you know, have either an attorney or a group of attorneys write that piece of content because it just adds that extra layer of trust. Yeah. Um, and then the client can, you know, hopefully feel more comfortable to approach that attorney um, once they have some of their research done. How do you know that your content is resonating and that it's performing well? You know, like you said, if something happens, a law changes within your practice area and you think people need to know about that, but how do you really know that's the type of content that resonates with them? Well, I think in that scenario, it's really a trial and error. So, you know, you put out content that you think is would resonate. And then um, from the digital standpoint, I, you know, again, I'm biased, but what I love about <laughs> digital is... Wait, digital? <laughs> is <even> real? Digital, <laughs> no. digital. Um, but, you know, you, can, you should be able to pull from your analytics. So it's extremely important to have a good analytics base mm-hmm. to, um, you know, when you put a piece of content out, okay, what was the traffic to that page that day? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did it fits on a social outlet? Did you get... Did you get some likes? Um, did you, um, if you're on, depending on what outlet you're on, you know, if you're email marketing, you can also see what your daily report is from the email. Like, you know, mm-hmm. how many unsubscribers did you have? Maybe they didn't really like your content. Right. <laughs> but, you know, how many links were clicked? So, <clears throat> so just continually monitoring your analytics. Um, and again, this is specifically talking about digital marketing, but I think that would be the best way to to see if you're really hitting those relevant points. Good what, point. What kind of marketing? <laughs> What's that? Digital. Oh, shoot. Digital? Digital? Digital. 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 Oh, digital. Well, digi- oh, that's like... Digital. Tajay. <laughs> Tajay. Tajay. What is Target? Isn't Target? Tarjay. Tarjay. Oh, yeah. see, you I, clearly don't I, stop I, there. Your I, wife would be disappointed I'm, in you. See, I mess up the drink. <laughs> I mess up... The, I just, just get I out. I am a horrible co-host <laughs> right now. You should go back to IT. I know, clearly. (laughs) So I was thinking about, you know, as you're talking, a lot of firms, uh, especially smaller firms, would think, hey, I need a website. I mean, that's common sense, right? You need a website. You need to be out there. But really, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the bigger picture, you know, all of the things that go into it. It's not just a website. I mean, you have to pay attention to the data, the metrics, your budget, the technology. You have to think about, you know, the metrics that you're talking about. Uh, are they clicking? Are they? Is it resonating with people? There's such a bigger story to this. You know, um, all of those elements, they, they influence the uh, law firm's digital marketing presence. Is there a specific area that should be more of a focus in one of those? Uh, Should they, you know, can they do it themselves? Do they need to reach out? Uh, You know, maybe go into a little bit more detail around those items. Oh, certainly. So all of those items that you mentioned, they're all very intertwined. So the good thing is it is possible to do some of it yourself and outsource some. Um, If you have lots of time and energy, you can take on that big project. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it's really going to stem from is, you know, you should not be making digital marketing 
decisions without reviewing your analytics and your data. Mm -hmm. That should be the center point of every decision you make. And in order to do that, you need the technology piece that you talked about. So having up-to-date technology to make sure you're tracking these metrics, um, that, that is really the main point that you need to start in order to have, you know, your decision makers in line. Absolutely. I think that's just, it's such a story around, you know, you talk about some of it you can do yourself, Mm -hmm. some of it to outsource. It's just, you know, going into a law firm, you know, with my job being an attorney, you know, in that case, that's a lot to take on. And oh, that's a lot. To do. Yeah. yeah, you're already just, working 60, yeah, you're, 70 hours a week. Yeah, I just and, or even having the know-how to be able to look at those statistics to make sure yeah. that you're making those right decisions. You know, it's sort of like I, you know, I wouldn't have somebody. I wouldn't build my own house. I would hire somebody. <laughs> oh God, no! Sure, I have sure. no idea, and it might fall a, you know upon me. And you're spending that money for that website. You want to get the most out of it that yeah. you can. So that's just you know, it's it's such a bigger story than I even thought of. Um, do you have any thoughts around? around the websites? Uh, I know you want to target it, but is there any just like some best practices that we could leave the audience with? That could be a whole nother podcast. All right. <laughs> Round two. Website practices. Um, back to that, doing a self-audit. So try to take yourself out of all the hard work you put into the website. Even if you paid someone else to do it, you gave them your vision. So to, whether it's you or a third party or your mom, you know, <laughs> have someone look through your God, website. That would be bad. <laughs> And say, you know, just go through and for user experience. I mean, I think that is one of the things that we didn't really touch on in all Mm -hmm. this. You want to make sure that your user can navigate through your website. So whether that's, you know, the proper, just simple things like the proper resolution on images, making sure your menu um, will lead the customer where you want them to go, making sure the, you know, important links are very accessible right there on the homepage. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that, again, just just being really in tune and in touch with with what is on your website and just, you know, constantly going through to the phone number update. Um, so these seem like maybe small administrative things, but overall, this will really help your your website overall. And I think that, you know, with these updates, it helps your optimization and and just constantly being in, in tune to that. Very good. Well, in digital marketing, it could really go either way, unfortunately. If you do it and you do it well, people are going to think, wow, you know, they have a really great firm. They seem like they know what they're doing. They seem very knowledgeable, like they're able to help. They know their market. But on the other hand, if you put a website out there where half the links are broken, you may not realize it, but people are looking at you as, wow, they can't even get a website correct. I don't want to spend my money there. I don't want to give them my business because they can't even do something correct like a website or they have three typos on their Facebook post. Can they really handle the case that I'm about to bring to them? Right. So it's not only just about doing it, it's about doing it well and understanding the content that resonates and understanding the strategy. So yes, you can easily say, all right, I need to have a website. Let's get it up. Great. I have a website. Business should be booming. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. And you mentioned earlier, Regina, Data, metrics, technology really ties into making your digital marketing strategy successful. So talk a little bit more about that. How can you really dive into the data and the metrics and have that influence your strategy for a uh, positive in a positive way? 
Oh, certainly. So when um, another note I wanted to mention, too, you just reminded me that when you're looking at the site and really going through, you also want to make sure that it's mobile friendly and tablet friendly. I think that's a big Mm -hmm. mistake that I often see as well. Like, looks great on my desktop where I'm doing all this work. But then when you open it on your phone. So just, you know, all all those little things to keep in mind. You carry Um, your monitor on the subway with you (laughs) 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 on your shoulder. (laughs) Thank God I have two monitors. I can take one home with me every day. (laughs) When we are reviewing data, you know, it's like, great, data. I think, you know, but what are you doing with it? So I think one of the key things to do is comparing month to month and year over year. So making sure that, you know, in order to get the big picture of your site um, or, you know, whatever marketing outlet you're tracking your data for. So from a monthly basis, you should look at, okay, here are all my marketing outlets. You know, what marketing outlets are delivering the most um, the most traffic, you know, to the website or delivering clients. You know, that's another data metric that's so important is asking, how did you hear about us? Mm-hmm. And so what, however you want to um, accomplish that, whether it's an intake form or, you know, if you have online booking, there's options there. Mm-hmm. But making sure that, you know, you take all of this data every month and then really identify where your prime audience is. And so that will help you really kind of adjust your strategy. Like, okay, we've found that our viewers are on, for example, email. They really mm-hmm. respond to it. They're even sending responses. They're booking directly from email. Okay, this is an area we need to focus on. Um, but, you know, and if you're getting some track from let's say Facebook. Okay, we're getting some, but we'd like to see it, see more. So how can we, you know, make adjustments there? Um, So I think that definitely never just look so closely to the data where you only look at it in in singular terms, Mm -hmm. but really making sure you're comparing um, not only to your month to month, but Google competitors. Like, what are competitors' data looking like? What is the or industry Yoo-Hoo standard? Yes. Don't forget. Yeah. Don't want to forget about the Yahoo competitors. Yeah. You, you know, want to make sure that, okay, oh, wow, this click rate seems great, but what is the legal industry's click rate? Yeah. And What's that benchmark. It, right. And so identifying those benchmarks. So it is, you know, a constant you know, gathering of information. You do feel like a an investigator sometimes, <laughs> like, you know, getting to the bottom of your your data analytics, but, you know, making sure that you have them all outlined um, in, in kind of, you know, a unified form. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, again, you know, we're in marketing, so we know how to spend money. So yeah, is my know. spend making sense with my analytics? So th- yeah. those are another key metric that you really need to, to keep an eye on um, okay. in order to really optimize your digital marketing strategy overall. Yeah. So it all, I mean, it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It sounds pretty easy. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm an attorney. I barely have time to eat lunch. Sure. So how do I go about handling this kind of stuff if I don't even have time to schedule my own appointments or return calls or go to the bathroom? Because clearly it's, it's big. It's important. Sure. And so, you know, to be completely transparent, my background is in digital marketing on a digital marketing team. So everything I'm touching base on today is because of the expertise of my great team that really, you know, we all work together to achieve these goals for, for our own Lexicon clients. Mm-hmm. So so really um, at Lexicon, we are able, you know, 
again, like that's my background, that's my expertise. So we're able to offer such services as these, but, you know, overall our company can also offer other services that can help lawyers, you know, do what they do best, which is practice law. And so we want to make sure that um, if you're a lawyer and you are looking for these types of services, this is something that as we can see through our discussion, is vital to mm-hmm. your practice. Um, but it is maybe smart to outsource it to the experts. Right. Yeah. It's vital to your brand. It right. really is. Yeah, it really drives people's perceptions of your organization. So leaving that to, you know, an expert, somebody that knows, I just, you know, I feel like that's important. Yeah. Oh, it's extremely important. And, and that allows you to, you know, one thing off the list. Right, exactly. <laughs> sure. And basically the clients come in for you without you doing any work, you know. Yeah, that's nice. But at the end of the day, there's millions of people, you know, that you could call that could help with marketing that are experts that do a great job. And so one of the really cool things I think Lexicon offers is that we solely market to the legal industry and we understand that compliance. There's different rules that we have to meet in every state. Um, And I think that's one of the biggest benefits probably is that Lexicon understands that. So you don't have to worry about, hey, I'm in Massachusetts. Is this going to comply with the bar regulations? Whereas you go with an agency, there's things that they're not going to know. And I think that's a huge benefit right off the bat, if nothing else. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And along that same line, I just want to also encourage attorneys like you can't do it all. So, you know, there's no (laughs) problem. And yeah, we would all love to do it all. But even in our own segments, you know, it's it goes much more efficiently when you have that really focused team that can really run with, Mm -hmm. in my case, digital, but in other cases, whether it's radio or video. um, Yeah, just making sure that it is out there and known that outsourcing, there's nothing wrong with outsourcing, yeah. <laughs> especially when it will only strengthen your brand. Yeah. Right. And it, it allows that work-life balance, you know, to, yes. to bring it back down. I'm a huge supporter of work-life balance and anything that you can do to not only bring in more money, which is awesome, but be able to go home on time and see your family, see your oh, friends, course. see your hobbies. Um, it, it's okay to ask for a little help sometimes. Absolutely. It's so That's important. Deep. It is. So that being said, Regina, Bradley, anything else we missed today? Bradley. Bradley. Uh Uh-oh, does that mean I'm in trouble or doing well? Oh. Oh, wow, the pause. The pause is making me nervous. Just trying to make sure everybody's listening. I feel like if we go with Bradley, they're like, ooh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on, Bradley? Bradley. Not to be confused with Bradley Cooper. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, you know, I do look like Dr. striking. Yeah. Okay, that's not Bradley. That, not that's, even the same? That's Mike Myers. That's okay, not Okay, that's not Bradley Cooper. Oh. You know, I thought maybe they would be. They're both actors. Yeah, it's basically the same. Yeah, right? Basically. No. no. Okay. You should see her look on her know. face looking at me. I, I just wanted to say thank you yeah. for being oh, here. It was so fun me. talking to yeah, you today. It was fun. I had such a good time being here. I can tell in her voice she really did. <laughs> she did. did you so notice sweet. there was no pause when you asked that? When was, I asked if I was doing a, a good true. job, there was that long pause. <laughs> You're doing a great job. You're my favorite co-host. Really? I was your only co-host. All right. So everybody, thank you so much for being here today. Regina, it was a pleasure. I learned a lot. Bradley learned a lot. I'm hoping everybody learned a lot. Again, if you guys need anything, reach out to us. Otherwise, we will be uh, back with the next episode later this week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.